Somebody open their Bibles to the book of Matthew. Anybody got their Bible on them? Say, oh yeah. yeah. Say, holla back. No. Amen. We're for the book of Matthew tonight. We're starting a brand new sermon series. How many of you guys love sermon series? Amen. Listen, if you don't go to church, if you don't do church, we want to let you know that we are a church for the unchurched. Come on, somebody. We are a church for those that, that love Jesus, those who hate Jesus. Listen, we love you. Welcome home. You don't have to believe with us to belong with us. You belong here no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you believe. We love you. Welcome home. Somebody say, welcome home. Come on, let's open up our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. The verses will not be on the screen tonight. We're really encouraging all of our young adults to buy a Bible. Any bookstore all over the world, anywhere, electronically, uh, even physically, walking into a bookstore, you can always find a Bible section. So, man, if you want a Bible, please grab a Bible and um, come to church with a Bible. We're reading from the book of Matthew. If you got to say amen. If you don't have it, can you just link to the person next to you? I'm going to do a lot of scripture reading. So that's Matthew chapter 28. We're reading verses 16 to 20. Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. If you don't have your physical Bible on you and it glows, that's awesome. I'll try to come next week with a physical Bible. Amen. Really, really, I believe in the power of a physical Bible. I don't know about you. I believe the power of highlighting my Bible, taking my Bible everywhere with me, walking my Bible in my book bag, just pulling it out when I need it. Amen. So this portion of Scripture is called the Great Commission. Let me give you some context. Right, Jesus is closing out his ministry. Um, literally, he's at the last step of his ministry, and, and he's with his disciples and what he's doing is he's giving them the Great Commission. Somebody say the Great Commission. And he gives them instructions. I love Jesus because he always keeps it simple. He always keeps it straightforward. And he gives them the mission. And that's where we begin reading in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 16. Let's read together. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Somebody say go. Somebody say go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Man, what an amazing promise. Right there where you're at, can you just bow your heads and close your eyes as we pray over tonight, man. Here's my prayer, is that those of you who kind of considering jumping into this faith journey or not, man, tonight may be the night that you choose Jesus officially. Those of us that have we've been walking and, and maybe this walk we've been stumbling, maybe this walk we've been in and out. Maybe we, we believe in a God, but we're not really surrendering to him. Listen, tonight, I pray just like that song we were saying. Come on. Our thirst will be quenched tonight by the Holy Spirit in this place. So let's pray this. Let's pray this, this bold prayer that the seeds that are thrown may sink deep into our soil. May the word of God fall into the abyss of your heart. Come on, let's pray tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Come on, I want to hear you tonight. Can you stir up some faith? Lord, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for an amazing time of intimate worship. Lord, right now in this very room, 
We understand that you are God and we are not. Lord, tonight you have the message for us. Lord, tonight you have the great commission that you are reminding us about what you've called us to do and where you've called us to go. Lord, right now, may you begin to lift the eyes of those who have their heads down. Lord, I pray you lift the spirits of those who are broken. Lord, I pray tonight that you bring hope to those who need it, that your overwhelming love may wrap around those who need it, Lord. Tonight, may you be everything we need you to be. And all of MBYA says, Amen and amen. Look at your neighbor and say, go, go, go. That's the title of tonight's talk. Come on, tell somebody else, say, go. Go. I love that verse. I love that verse. I want to read it to you again. I'm not going to read all of it. Jesus says, listen, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Listen, this Christian Walk this idea of Christianity. This is a gospel that causes movement. This is a gospel that once you hear it, once you understand it, once it sits into your heart, once you get into an environment like this where you kind of be, be presented the gospel, this should always give birth to action in your life. This is not a, a, a practice where we come and we gather on Tuesday nights and we go home and we sit still. This is not a, a, a faith community that all we do is kind of think of what we're going to do. All we do is talk about what we're going to do and never end up doing anything. That is not this church. That is not this community. We are a community that understands the call of Jesus. Yes, we're saved. Yes, we're healed. Yes, we're waiting on some things. Yes, we're waiting on deliverance. Yes, we're waiting on a lot. But listen, although we're waiting, we're not waiting because we have a mission. We have a mission to go. We have a mission to go reach after people. Somebody shout go. Come on, can you shout go? If you ever need a reminder of what your purpose is in life, turn, turn to Matthew chapter 28 when Jesus looks at you and says, go and make disciples. Father, I feel like I'm stuck. I don't know what my purpose is. Go and make disciples. God, I'm in your church. I'm in your word. I'm, I'm actually a new Christian. I'm starting to walk and learn the ropes of church. Lord, what is your purpose for me? What is your ultimate uh, design for my life? And Jesus looks at you. He says, listen, I've called you to go and make disciples. That promise has so much depth to it. Why? Because he doesn't just say, go and, 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 and try and make disciples. No, he says, go and make them. Go and do it. Because I'm with you. Because I love you. Because I will give you strength. Because I will give you the words to say. Some of us, some of us, listen to me. Some of us are so, we're, we're so hesitant. Thank you, Brandon. You're awesome. A LaCroix. Wow. Cheers to that. If you don't like good core, you sleep. Stay woke. Man, I don't want to be a community that all we do is just have these faith ideas and we don't move anywhere. I don't want to be a part of a community where, where we just gather and we just sing kumbayas. No, we are a, a community that we gather under the presence of God to then move forward and make a difference in somebody's life. Here's my first point tonight. Listen, if we're going to move into more, we've got to lead. Somebody say lead. Somebody say lead. We're not called to lead into gossip. We're called to lead into more. We're not called to lead into hypocrisy. We're called to lead into more. We're not called to lead into depression. We're called to lead into more. We're not called to lead into addiction. We're called to lead into more. Listen, you got to remind yourself that, yes, you believe in Jesus, but inside of you, there is a leader. 
Woo! Listen, you thought you were coming to church. You were just going to chill. You were just going to look pretty. Heads up, AC don't work. You're, everything's already running. Come on, somebody. <laughs> kind of come to Jesus pretty. Listen, Jesus came to you bloody, saying, I love you. I died for you. Let's go and make a difference. We're going to move into more. We got to understand the gospel. Let's understand our assignment. My assignment is to always move into more and show others about the love of Jesus Christ. I'm called to go. I'm called to go. What a promise, right? Go and make them. He didn't say go and pray about it. He didn't say go and meet about it. He didn't say go and plan about it. He says go and make disciples. Here's the truth. And that promise, that means that God already has the world ready waiting for you. He didn't say go and debate. He says go into darkness with the light and it will shine. Oh, my God. There's a leader in you. There's a pastor in you. There's a worshiper in you. There's a prophet in you. There's a theologian in you. There's a man of God in you. There's a woman of God in you. You got to tap into your potential. Stop being a follower. God's calling you to lead. God's calling you to step out when no one is stepping out. God's calling you to step up when no one is stepping up. God's calling you to talk up when no one's talking up. Oh, my God, if you would just lead in your sphere of life, if you would just lead with love in your sphere of life, Someone came up to me, they're like, Pastor John, I heard your sermon Sunday. It was amazing. But what was more amazing was on Monday, I was faced with the real-life situation. Who was here on Sunday? Sunday, I'll see you at high school. Come on, we're not just a Tuesday church. We're a Sunday church. Come on, somebody. Sunday, I preached a message, and a small moment part of, the, part of the message was, yes, you are given facts. But, man, you should always remember the facts, but also always have some faith. She told me, she began to tell me about the next day at her job on Monday. She goes to work and she's given all these facts. She's given all these facts. We may lose this and we may lose that. And there may be some adjustments in the organizational part of our job. And then we may lose this and we, we may lose that. And, and she's in a circle full of non-believers and there's facts. There's a sheet full of facts. It's a negative report. It's a negative report. Like she's faced literally the next day after the sermon, God was already putting her in waters where she was called to step up and lead and literally around the table around eight or nine people around the table they're looking at the facts they're looking at the facts and everyone begins to worry everyone begins to panic this is monday this is yesterday she told, she told me this story and out of nowhere she mustered up the faith she gathered up some of that that faith that's in her and she said listen y'all i don't know if you believe in jesus i don't know if you do or if you don't but listen yes we're faced with the facts but we gotta have a little bit of faith that god will make this thing turn around listen if you begin to lead in your sphere of life, I promise you, you'll see people turn to Jesus. You'll see people ask you, where do you go to church? Who are you serving? What are you a part of? Your life leads a better gospel than your voice sometimes. We got to be leaders. So look at your neighbor. You got to lead. You got to lead. If we're going to move into more, listen, if you want to move into more, no more addiction, no more, no more lust, no more being bonded by, by things of the world, no more alcoholism, no more of that. We got to lead into more. To lead into more, you got to become a leader. You got to become a leader and not a follower. How do you expect to follow Jesus if you're following your best friend? How do you expect to follow Jesus if you're following someone else into the wrong corners, into the wrong areas, into the wrong direction? Man, we got to follow Jesus, and he is the leader, and we are his followers. Man, God's calling you to stand up 
and rise up against adversity, against those who don't know him, to rise up and to lead into more. Listen, here's my next point tonight. Every single one of you are leaders. I love this. And it's built in you. It's just up to you to decide if you'll become one or not. Can I keep it real with you? Can I keep it real? Each and every one of you have a calling of God over your life. Woo, I'll try this side. Each and every one of you have a calling of God over your life. Each and every one of you have a purpose of God in your life. Each and every one of you, oh my God, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Come on, God's plan for your life. You can't even wrap your mind around it. But can I tell you that the plan of God for your life is only hinged on your ability to surrender? It's only hinged on your ability to say, I want to become this. I want to walk in this direction. I want to move into more. I want to turn my life around. Listen, God opens the door, but only you can walk in. God says, knock and the door shall be opened. He doesn't say, knock, open the door, and I'll push you in. He invites you into this life. He invites you into more. He invites you into abundance. You got to make the decision. Are you going to be a leader or are you going to be a follower? Man, there's purpose in your life. Man, there's ble- God, God has a plan for you. The Bible says he formed you in your mother's womb. Before your mom even saw you, God knew what your purpose was. God knew what he was going to do in your life. No more walking around with your head down, not knowing where to go. You have a command from God. You have a, an assignment from Jesus Christ. He says, listen to me, believer. Listen to me, all of you with faith. You got to go and make a difference in your world. You have to go in your sphere of influence and become a person that is building disciples. Every single one of your leaders and is built in you. It's just up to you to decide if you become one or not. Man, the Bible talks about in the book of 1 Corinthians. The Bible talks about, you brought me a water. You guys are amazing. I have it on my laptop. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It's not on the screen. It is on the screen. You guys there with me? It says, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has even conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Man, you haven't even even imagined what God has for you. Man, no eye has even seen what God has for you. No ear has even heard what God has for you. Man, you wake up in the morning, you have a good idea what your day is going to be like. God has another idea of what your day is going to be like. You wake up one day, you have a plan for your future. You have a plan for for how you're going to become a better this or a better that. And God has his own set of plans. He said, listen, no eye has seen, no ears heard what I have for you. But you got to walk into it. You got to lead into it. Man, there's a leader in you. There's a leader in you. Man, can I tell you what separates church sitters and church leaders is your decision to step into leadership? What separates church sitters and church leaders is your willingness to lead. It's your willingness to step up. Here's what I believe is that you activate the call of God in your life when you begin to lead. You activate the call of God in your life when you begin to step up and step out. Man, I love seeing new people in church because that means that our church is continuously going. Our church is moving. Our church is going after the lost sheep. Our church is moving into dark areas unafraid of the darkness, trusting the light that is within them. Man, I believe we're going to see the most people saved this year ever. Who believes that? Here's my second point tonight. Listen, surrendering is the first step of a leader. 
Surrendering is the first step of a leader. Can I tell you that the model, the, the model of your life, Jesus Christ, he surrendered first. Can, can I convince you? The book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, listen, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I love this idea that he paints. I love this picture that Jesus is showing us. He's saying, listen, the harvest is ready. Come on, the people that are hurting and broken and alone and depressed, the, those that are without me, listen, the harvest is ready. Man, I have not seen a city more dirty, damaged, and destructive like Kissimmee. Man, that means that God's going to do something amazing. God's going to do something huge because where the harvest is plenty, sometimes the laborers are few. The laborers are few. The harvest is plenty. Jesus is saying, listen, people are waiting for you. People are waiting for you. They're waiting for you to just open up your mouth and speak about Jesus. They're waiting for you to just muster up the courage to, to, to talk to someone and say, listen, I want to let you know no matter what you're going through, no matter what lifestyle you have, no matter your past or your present, Jesus loves you. Man, it's us that got to lead. We have to lead into more. We have to move into more. But we have to understand, man, the, the, the harvest is ready. Man, I, I, can't, I, I can't wait to see the results of Tuesday nights. Listen, we're here this week. We're not here for too long. We're moving venues. We're, we're moving all around. What we're trying to do is we're trying to make more room for people to see Jesus. We're trying to make more room for people to accept him and love him. But the truth is, man, is that there's a leader inside of you. And you just got to bring him out. You just got to bring her out. Here's my last point tonight. I don't think it's on the screens. Oh, yes, it is. You guys are amazing. It says, God has something for you. I'm not talking about the person next to you. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. I'm not talking about the people behind you. Listen, God has something for you. God has something for you. God has something for you. You thought you've seen good days. You haven't seen what God has for you. You thought you've experienced real love. You have not seen what God has for you. You thought you've experienced happiness. Oh, my God. What God is about to do in your life, he has something for you. He has something for you. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Man, you got to tell yourself right there, bow your head. Close your eyes. Say, God has something for me. Man, you've been running all around trying to find happiness, trying to find hope, trying to find love. Man, God has something more for you. God has something more for you. The harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. And God's calling you to go. He's calling you to go make disciples. He's calling you to go make a difference in your world. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Can we sing King of My Heart, please? I want to sing that song again. But before we do that, every head bowed, I closed in the room tonight. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Listen to 
to become a leader, you first need to surrender. Oh, he's in this place right now. Come on, would you be sensitive to the Holy Spirit right here, right now? Forget about the person next to you. Forget about what's happening later tonight. I want you to focus on the Holy Spirit that's in your heart right now. He's here. Let him speak to you. Holy Spirit in this place, move and speak. The first step in leading is surrendering. Now I want you to begin, listen, if you have Jesus in your heart, I want you to begin to intercede for those next to you, those around you. Listen to me, listen to me. The first step in leading is surrendering. And God has not called you to be a follower. God has not called you to go with the flow. I see the Holy Spirit revealing this to me right here. The Holy Spirit just revealed this to me. Some of you guys have been, have been hanging out with friends, and God is beginning to change the way you see what you guys do. He's beginning to change the way you see it. And, and, and some of you guys, we've been walking, and, and, and it's, it's not that fun anymore. You've been walking back to that well, and it's getting more and more dry. You're going deeper and deeper into a well that will just only call you deeper into it. And God says, listen, one drink of me and you'll never grow thirsty. One sip of my love and you'll, you'll keep coming back for more of me and more of me. The first step in believing is surrendering. The first step in leading is surrendering. Man, can I tell you the enemy does want, doesn't want you to be a part of this faith family? Can I tell you that the enemy of your life, of your heart, he wants you to leave this place and be discouraged. He wants you to leave this place and sit still and not be active. But Jesus has a different assignment over your life. He wants you to step up and move up. He wants you to feel and experience the love of God in such a way that you must show the world about it.